Hello, and welcome to In My Opinionation. Each week, we break down an episode of the 90s hit sitcom Blossom. I am your host, Mallory, joined by my co-hosts, Eric. Hi. And Jen. Hey. And yeah, welcome. So this is our first episode. How are you guys doing? I'm good. Yeah, you know. Excited? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah. <was> just like... <laughs> <laughs> So let's just give a little general intro to Blossom for those who have no idea what it is. It was a sitcom created by Dan Rio in the 90s. So it's an American sitcom that ran from 1990 to 1995. It centers on the smart and spunky Blossom Russo, played by Maya Bialik, as she navigates her way through middle and high school with her best friend Six, played by Jenna Von Oy. It also mm. st- stars Joey Lawrence as Blossom's dim-witted older brother, Joey, Michael Stoyanov as Blossom's oldest brother and recovering drug addict, Anthony Russo, and Ted Wass as Blossom's single musician father, Nick Russo. So a little bit of trivia and background. I got this information from an LA Times article from 1995, the A Very Special Show DVD featurette, and interestingly, Anna Ferris is unqualified. Mm. So Rio originally pitched the sitcom centering on a boy in high school, middle school as kind of a modern day catcher in the rye. And NBC executives suggested that he focus on a girl instead. So have either of you read Catcher in the Rye? Yes. Yes. And I'm glad they didn't do that because he was a douche. Yeah, that would have been a bad show. That was the point of the book, though, and he was sort of yeah. But to, can anyway. you imagine five seasons of that character, though? Yeah, I think like the idea was like angsty, like coming of age mm-hmm. story. It was, it was the eighties, nineties, so I understand yeah. why. Mm, yeah, I wore a lot of plaid. So did you? <laughs> yeah, so I understand. I've I have never read Catcher in the Rye. I'm gonna sound so dumb, but. I had lumped it together with like the 1800s literature, which isn't really my jam. I find that stuff really difficult to read. So I actually just got it out of the library this week and started it and was like, oh, damn, I kind of like this. It's a good book. It's really short. Yeah. So I'm on like chapter two. So I will keep you updated on how I think it it like uh, relates to Blossom. Yeah, it's a good book. It's yeah. entertaining. Yeah. He's just a bit of a dick. Yeah, there's actually an episode coming up later on in the season that I think is like when we get there, you'll be like, oh, okay, here's here's the catcher on the rye, like really in your face. Mm-hmm. Mm. So we'll get there. Yeah. 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 So the idea was based on Don Rio's friend, Dion Diamucci, who was the lead singer of a band called Dion and the Belmonts. And he was had this like typical family, except the dad was this like cool rock star. <laughs> um, and he thought that was really interesting. NBC executives wanted to cast like the typical TV children, you know, blonde little cute Mm -hmm. little kids and real really fought against that he wanted more real looking people which i think i think served the show really well yeah Mm -hmm. so jenna von oy won the role from a self-tape which is really odd she never auditioned in person and she was wearing a hat in her audition which kind Mm -hmm. of sparked the the style of the show of blossom and and six always wearing hats what (laughs) no just the hats everywhere like after rewatching this series like like I just started again with my kid and I was just like, there are so many hats in this show. Yeah. Like everywhere. <laughs> There's a lot of hats. There's also a lot of headbands. Mm-hmm. And I, I wore a headband today in honor of Blossom and her headbands. Love it. Yes, um, you can tell in our, in our audio podcast. Yeah. Well, that's why I have to say it so that they know. <laughs> so Maya Bialik says that she saw Michael Stoyanov on a TV show and was like, damn, this guy looks exactly like me. He has to play Anthony. He has to play Anthony. So she actually called 
Don Rio and was like, this is the guy, you got to bring him in. Again, the original idea was a single father home with the dad as a musician, but NBC really wanted a traditional two parent family. So they went ahead with that pilot. Um, which flopped. (laughs) And so they decided to go back to the original concept and um, try again. Mm -hmm. And then the the most recent piece of trivia that I found out, which was super interesting, was Anna Faris actually auditioned to play six. I could see that. Yeah. I didn't realize she was old enough. Yeah. She sent in a self-tape, did not get the part. (laughs) (laughs) I could see how that would have worked, though. Yeah. 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 I'm glad they cast Jenna Von Oy, though. I think she, like, knocks it out of the park. Oh, I love her already. She's perfect. All right, so we're going to jump in with today's episode, um, which is the pilot episode. It actually did air on July 5th of 1990. It was written by Don Rio and Judith D. Allison, and it was directed by Terry Hughes. So before we get into that, I just want to know a little bit about what your histories are with the show. I don't have any. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, you know what? I've never watched it before. This is my very first time with Blossom. Nice. Yeah. Mal, you and I have had these conversations a lot of like the very different viewing experiences we had as kids. Yeah. The more we talked about it, I have never really gotten into like I was never into the Nickelodeon style Blossoms, Boy Meet World, Amanda Show, all of that. Mm. I had never really watched any of that. I know. I can't talk to anyone about this because I always get a look. (laughs) Well-deserved look. I know. I know. I have like just a black hole of cultural context. (laughs) (laughs) I have nothing for. I kind of, when I was watching TV, it was like I watched superhero cartoons in anime and then Somewhere around like eight, I jumped right into like Buffy and Xena and I never hit that preteen <laughs> middle ground kind of show. So that you got you got the preteen and the Buffy. So uh, the first a little season. old yeah, for a seven year old. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Worth it, though. <laughs> yeah. So that's me. It's uh, this is brand new to me. Nice. Yeah. I, I watched this when I was growing up for sure. I loved Six. Loved her. <laughs> um, you know, the whole cast. And, you know, Joey was such a big like commodity in teen culture back then. Well, I was 10 when this came out. So it was just like Joey, Joey everywhere. Tiger Beats and whatnot. So. Tiger Beats. And he tried to be a musician from what I can remember yeah. for a short period of time. And he had mm-hmm. that one song that was popular, but that didn't go anywhere. It's like, um, what's his name from 90210 who wanted to become a rapper? Brian Austin Green? was his song what was joy lawrence's song oh, what was his song um you know what it actually pops up in one of the later season episodes <laughs> oh i'm so excited they, they promoted yeah. a lot yeah uh they work it in a bit um i nice. don't want to give too much away but yeah, it does show up <laughs> okay so we won't do it now then in season yeah. three in 1992 i assume because nothing my love can't fix was released then yeah so i guess a little bit about my history with the show i definitely watched this as a kid i it came out in 1990 so i was probably watching like reruns in the later seasons when i was about six seven eight i remember feeling like i could really relate to blossom on several levels um like i said they wanted people who looked real and they didn't want the like typical cute little blonde thing so i felt like this was someone who looked like me on tv you know she Mm -hmm. she had strong features brown hair she would dance in her bedroom with her best friend, which is something I did all the time. So <laughs> I remember that. And it's something I've come back to a few times, you know, when you want a little bit of nostalgia. And I remember the first time I rewatched it as an adult, I called my mom and I said, mom, you let me watch Blossom when I was like six. 
her brother is a drug addict. And my mom's response, my mom's response was, well, he was recovering. (laughs) You never did drugs, did you? Yeah. (laughs) So, so, you know, and I, so that, that's kind of my history with it. I, yeah, I watched it when I was probably a little too young to be watching it, but it served me well. I think I turned out well. So here we are. It's funny when they talk about the drugs, because everything that I've watched so far, the drug is marijuana from what I can tell. Is that it? So far, they kind of like, I think they allude to him doing more stuff. Like he mentions at some point that he's done everything like it in and alcohol certainly comes up yeah, later alcohol. in the season in the series, but they never really say exactly what it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm four or five episodes in. and I think it's the only one they're alluding to. And I'm just like, hmm. Yeah. Recovering from marijuana. eh? Yeah. Well, yeah. They had just started talking about pot in a big way around then right yeah mm-hmm. like that yeah. was very much the after school special drug of choice yeah oh it leads to so many more gateway <laughs> <Eight laughs> drugs yeah <laughs> all right so let's let's hop into the pilot episode so a quick synopsis blossom overhears her parents fighting and immediately thinks they're going to get a divorce meanwhile she also goes on her first date ever and almost gets a boyfriend <laughs> so a little bit of trivia uh, as we've talked about a little bit earlier this episode is different from the rest of the series in a couple ways uh first her parents are still married and they're played by the imposter parents as i call them <laughs> so the her father parents yeah her father is played by richard masseur i hope i pronounced that right and the character name is terry and he's an accountant and throughout the rest of the series, it's played by Ted Wass. The character's name is Nick, and he's a musician. In this episode, her mother's name is Barbara. Unclear what she does. And she's played by Barry Youngfellow. In the rest of the series, she's an absent mother named Maddie, who's moved to Paris to pursue her dreams of becoming a singer. Um, and she's played by Melissa Manchester. Also in this episode, Joey's name is Donnie. So they mm-hmm. changed the character name. And finally, the original theme song, that Blossom is dancing to was my prerogative, which is why that opening sequence seems a little odd. And like, she's dancing kind of offbeat mm-hmm. um, because she was dancing to a completely different song. Mm-hmm. I looked up for the song they actually ended up using, which is yeah. in my opinionation. So the artist who did it was uh, Dr. John. And I kind of did a little search on him and he was just, he was a, a funky papa, man. Like he was, <laughs> he was like a Creole New Orleans lot of funk rock um so we had a couple of hits the only one i knew off the top was if you look up the song right place wrong time so he was like an actual guy he wasn't just a dude doing theme songs but he actually has some really excellent funk jazz music like really great piano players so that's just me shouting out dr john yeah well i mean our whole our whole name of our podcast is based around his his theme song title so funky funky right yeah Did you mention that Jada Pinkett Smith also auditioned for Six and got it? No. What? Yeah. No. Okay, so yeah. she got it and then and she, then what she happened? She reneged on the contract or on the on the part because she was 18 and she would have been playing mm. a 10-year-old or 12-year-old or whatever. How yeah, 13, yeah. 12, yeah. Yikes. That's So she's yeah. like I don't think I can play this properly. Especially no. <laughs> when they're when the other kids are cast like age appropriate like i think mm-hmm. mayam was a year older than her character joey was a year younger like they were all playing their ages mm-hmm. so to have one person come in who's like an adult playing a child yeah. with actual children is kind of a little weird it's creepy yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. You know what's funny about Richard Macer, who plays the the father, is that he's a really good actor. Like he's been in so many things. Like he was in The Thing. He was in Risky Business. And like but in he's this, not a good actor. In, in this. this one, you're just sitting there like, oh, he is not a good dad. He's just yeah. so he's so it feels like he's so stoned the throat the throughout the whole episode. You're just like because he has that even keel voice. He's just mm-hmm. like I talk like this all the time, and he does that in movies. Yeah, I almost wonder if they cast the parents as they did because they wanted to prove that this version with the two-parent household did not work the the dad was kind of mean he was mean they weren't they didn't have like any sort of charisma they didn't seem to have any sort of like connection yeah they had no (laughs) connection with each other or the children i don't even remember the mom to be honest like i've seen this episode a couple times and she was just so forgettable (laughs) that i'm just like whatever so yeah so let's let's get into the breakdown and we can discuss more about what did and did not work with these parents (laughs) as Mm -hmm. we go so scene one we open with blossom creating a video diary she is the og vlogger in this moment heck yeah so i guess a little bit of an explanation to those who have grown up in a time when we don't have vhs or dvds they would all open with this FBI warning saying that you couldn't mm-hmm. you couldn't copy it, that it was like against the law to like make a copy of the video and distribute it. That was funny. Yeah. Which Blossom references with her FBI warning, FBI yeah. warning. <laughs> My kid did not understand what was going on. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, if you if you had no like context for that, it would just be like, what's I don't understand. Why is she yelling? Yeah. And then she does a preview of a buddy cop movie, which is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, And then so she explains that she, this boy at school likes her and she's pretty excited about it, but also kind of nervous. And then she hears her parents arguing. So she decides to go and like, see what's going on. Can I, can I ask you guys, just because of this whole like OG vlog, did you guys also do that thing where you don't instantly shake your head? I'm just going to say no. (laughs) This is an audio medium, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Where you would come up with your own radio show and you would like do do the dialogue like you were the DJ and then you would like run to your player and like record a song from the real radio. I uh, no No, I definitely didn't do that. However, I definitely remember being like four and my brother and I like recreating Disney movies and making our parents watch us. Do you ever um, did you <laughs> do you ever watch Steven Universe? No. Okay, so there's this one character that has these little. You remember those little tape recorders that had those little mini tapes that you would like do mm, personal yeah. memos? Mm-hmm. I used to have one of those, and I would sing songs in those. Like I would record like a song going on, and I'd be like, I would sing myself, but like over a song. <laughs> so stupid! Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> that's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> if I could find them, I I know where the recorder is, but I don't know where the tapes are. I'm sure they're somewhere. So kids back in the day, before everybody monetized everything they did, we all did this stupid yeah, crap oh yeah. too. We didn't put it on YouTube though. That's there the was difference. there was no internet. Like, there was nothing else to do. No. You would like we did this literally for ourselves, and then yeah. would listen to it. I'm sure if I had a v- VHS recorder, like a an actual video camera, I would have recorded myself. But oh, we didn't have one. There, yeah. there definitely were home movies of my brother and my mm-hmm. like Disney plays, but I have no idea where they are now. But yeah. they existed. <laughs> my dad would record them yeah yeah okay so so blossom finds her parents fighting about their sex life which i found i found to be so this was a family show in the 90s this this seemed a little like racy to be like i've been having my sex life by myself <laughs> right yeah and also they're just like straight up having this talk in the family yeah. living room like yeah. 
not your bedroom? Like what? No, you go to the car and have these arguments. That's yeah. what you do. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in the nineties. So there was that choice by the parents to do this in a wide open space where any of their children could see them. But also like as a, I think in this version, she's 13. Yeah. As a 13 year old, I personally, if, I had heard anything relating to that would have noped right out of there. Oh yeah. He chooses to stay and listen to the whole conference. I feel like, like this is one of the things that gets carried over from this is that the family is very open and like they talk about difficult Mm. things. So it makes sense that she didn't just leave, that she's actually concerned about her parents. Like, having this fight especially with the older brother being a recovering mm-hmm. drug addict right yeah of course drug <laughs> yeah drug it well yeah we'll see we'll see so yeah so they they seem to be arguing there, there's absolutely no chemistry between the parents like they're just saying lines in my mm. opinionation yeah. um they're, they're just saying lines so yeah so blossom decides that she's gonna go talk to her brother donnie about this so she goes to his room he has a, a girl in his room and so she tells him that she's like concerned that parents are going to get divorced and he seems not worried in the slightest. Can I stop you for like a hot second in the middle of that conversation when she goes, it's about sex. And he says the line, I thought it was like a salad <laughs> bar. You can go back 10 times and nobody can stop you. Yep. And th- I think that was the first moment where I was like, cultural context. <laughs> oh. Because you could never say that now. No. Without having people get mad at you. I also think what's important about him saying that, like in today's context, is that the joke is that he's wrong. Right? Right? Like people are laughing because that's yeah. not how it works. That two people have to both consent and like, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you you still wouldn't get away with saying that today. Nope. Oh, that was the first line where I was like, oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Yes, that was, um, yeah. I died <laughs> laughing. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. And uh, also when, when she says they're fighting about sex and his first answer is they're having too much. Like what? Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Which again, do you want to be talking about this about your parents? No, no. nobody wants to talk about their, but these right? two kids yeah. seem perfectly fine talking about whether or not their parents are having a good sex life or not. Does anyone else find it funny? Like I noticed that his name was Donnie in this yeah. scene. Cause I, you know, mm-hmm. I know him from Joey. I'm sitting there. It's like, they changed his name from one new kid to another new kid. Is that all that they did? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You know, <laughs> I, I was thinking about how Joey's on TV seem to like all have the same IQ. Like there's Joey from Friends, yeah. Joey on Blossom. I'm sure there's other Joey's, but like Joey just seems like a much better name for someone this dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if story to all of the Joey's out there listening yeah. to this podcast. We love you. Don't stop listening to us. You, you're the exception, Joey, who is listening to this. You're, you're yeah. the Joey. Yeah. yeah, you're the smart one. Um, I wonder if um, the Friends dumb Joey came from Blossom because Joey Lawrence was really oh. popular. Like, stupid That's possible, popular. yeah. Also the first woe of the show in this scene. The first woe of the show. However, how he says well will change as well as his um mm-hmm. opinion towards his parents divorce so in this one he's like great like two christmases and later in the series that's not i don't want to get too much into it right now but that's not his opinion at all about mm-hmm. about his parents being yeah. divorced so joey suggests or donnie suggests that um maybe his dad is cheating with his secretary so we jump to blossom 
at her dad's office, pseudo interrogating the secretary. And the first thing that stuck out to me about this is like the secretary is like weirdly comfortable with talking to a 13 year old about her romantic life. Right. And about how like when men turn 40, like look out and I like older guys. I'm like, you've just met this child and she is a child. Mm -hmm. What is going on here? Like, I appreciate that the show was trying to talk about things, but I think this, the way this particular episode was written was like too far in that direction. Like everybody was just talking about Mm -hmm. everything, which is not real life. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in this episode. There's a lot of stuff in this episode. Yeah. 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 Okay. So then Blossom goes into her dad's office. He calls her ace, which does not work. And we will never hear him call her again. (laughs) I like that. I thought that was funny. You did? Hey there, ace. (laughs) (sighs) That is such a freaking 80s, early 90s thing. Hey there, champ. It, It doesn't suit Blossom. You know, if, if Blossom, if they had kept. It's really smart. So if they, (laughs) if they had kept the, like, main character as a boy it might have worked but like it just it just felt stilted Mm -hmm. like it didn't i don't know well this was kind of the first i mean it's the first time we see the dad be on the fight like it's the first time we see him interacting with his kids and so i don't remember okay i don't remember his name in my head i've been calling him mustache daddy let's get past (laughs) (laughs) so 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 like one of the first things he says to his child he's like okay stay here I know you're going to go through all my shit anyways, but that's fine. Ha ha. Okay, bye, child. And then he just leaves her in the office. Like, what? Right? <laughs> He's like, I'm going home for the day. See ya. <laughs> Thanks, mustache daddy. It's so weird. <laughs> the other thing about this scene was Blossom's joke where he says, what's up? And she says, I'm having Kirk Cameron's baby. I loved the joke, but I think if there if there was one thing that they kept from the pilot, it's Blossom's sense of humor. Like she continues this kind of like mm-hmm. weird, quirky sense of humor throughout the series. And I love it. Okay, so the next scene, we're we're now at Blossom and Six. They're making a snack in the kitchen and talking about this boy, William, that likes Blossom. And mm-hmm. I have to say first off that Six has fantastic lines. Oh my god. The first one was uh she told me I looked like a bowl of elbows, which I just thought was brilliant. Such a picture. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're got then they're gossiping about a girl named Lorraine from school who apparently has huge boobs and Six says she should combine her talents and volunteer to breastfeed the homeless, which was another line that I thought was fantastic. Six is the best. She's she's great. So then William calls Blossom and Six have this perfect best friend moment where they're silently screaming at each other because they're so excited that (laughs) William has called. And I'm like, yeah, I did that. Like, I think every girl had that, like, you know. Oh, yeah. You mean you didn't, Eric? You didn't have a silent scream moment with your best friend? I wish I wish I did. I do. (laughs) Honestly, I would (laughs) have. So then, yeah, so Blossom has set up a date. They're going to watch TV and pretend to do homework, which is what all children did. Classic. So then we moved to later that night. Uh, Blossom, Donnie, and fake mom are getting ready for dinner. And again, weird conversation. Do- Donnie asks what pasta put- putinesca means, and the mom says spaghetti of the prostitute, which... Uh, w- okay. I, uh, I had to do a deep dive on this. Okay, yes. So, <laughs> this is a real thing. It's like a real dish, uh, putinesca. So It's delicious. I don't know if I've ever had it or maybe I did and didn't know it was like prostitute <laughs> pasta. Anyways. 
So the way it started was, I think it was World War II, you know, in Italy in that time, there wasn't a lot of work for women because there was a war going on. So a lot of women started turning to prostitution as a way of making money and surviving. And they started coming up with this dish, which is what the puttanesca is. And there's like some myths around why it's called what it is. Um, so the recipe is basic pasta sauce, but it has anchovies, capers, olive, and red pepper flakes. So one of the myths about why it's called pasta the prostitutes is because they specifically cooked it because you could cook it quickly between your clients. Ah. So you could like bang one out, cook some pasta real fast, you know, carbo load, and then move on with your night. I was going to say because it's salty and spicy. (laughs) Well, that kind of goes into what they think is the actual reason it was called what it was, which has more to do with the smell of anchovies, capers, olives, and red peppers. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, I checked a couple articles on this, and now, like, people are finally saying it probably has more to do with the aroma of the dish. Right. And what it ties back to. And yeah, fair enough. So I love that they put this on a show for preteens. Yeah, no, it's just it just like just super weird ways to talk to your parents. Like I don't, I don't, I can't imagine anyone's parent in the ninety being nineties being like it's prostitute pasta child. Like, (laughs) yeah, I have a note in all caps that just says hooker macaroni. Yes, yes, and and the dad's just like, oh, okay, like this is a normal way we communicate. That's fine. You know what's I now see this is me going in my parenting mode because I like I have two right now and as I've like when we talked to Katiri when she was um when she was little like just by herself we were way more you know <laughs> reserved what we were talking about right. but now that our second came mm-hmm. we're just like more things fly and I'm sure as soon as the third one comes it's just gonna be like the third one's gonna be like <laughs> learning about everything at every age so I wonder how real this is. Yeah, you know, I I do think that there is value in being like open and honest with your kids. It just seemed a little too like off the cuff. Do you know what I mean? Like not like we're gonna like if you actually want to know what this is, we'll talk about it. But mm-hmm. it just seems so mm-hmm. like also it's like spaghetti of all the things you could be real with your kids about. Like why, why is that the hill yeah, you're dying on? Yeah. I feel like that's something I would tell my kids, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> that they're having hooker yeah. macaroni. Why is it named this? Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like if I ask, but she wasn't even That's really true. prompted. Yeah. She could have said spaghetti. Yeah. So the, so the other two things, I, well, I mean, there's multiple things, but two other things I want to mention about the scene is that Blossom specifically mentions that she's reading Catcher in the Rye in school. Mm-hmm. And then I love the way that she dunks on the LA education system where she says, the only words I don't hear daily are scholarship and achievement. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was great. I'll take that, LA. <laughs> and any ed- education. And so-, <laughs> <laughs> so then we get our first mention of Anthony. Donnie's wondering why he can't have dinner with them. Um, the mom explains that he's in recovery and he's just trying to stay sober. So they're going to do whatever they can, let him do his thing to to stay sober. And then we move on to fake dad and fake mom saying that they have a meeting tomorrow night with their lawyer, which drives Blossom further into this rabbit hole of, oh my God, my parents are going to get divorced. That's a weird thing to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to go talk to our lawyer. And not explain why. Yeah. Right. And then also Blossom's choice not to say like, I'm worried about this 
when we already know they're a pretty open family because they're talking about hooker macaroni mm-hmm. and how much sex their parents have. So it just seems weird that she's not like, what's going on? Maybe only the children talk about their sex lives together. Ew. <laughs> yeah, like I could see being, even if you're open with your parents, I can see being that age and not wanting to. It's like, if you don't talk about it, it won't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we move on, and it's Blossom's date. Six is over, like, helping her get ready, I guess. Um, And they're talking about Blossom's parents potentially getting divorced. Mm -hmm. And here's another thing that I'm not sure would fly today. Six is talking about a friend's dad who ran off with another man. I think it would... you. I think it would definitely fly, but it wouldn't be played for the joke like it was. Yeah. It would just be scripted a different way, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't be a joke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas here it's a joke. So William shows up and Six is weirdly gonna like watch from the stairs. <laughs> what is with people watching intimate moments from stairs? Also, like who like I feel like I wouldn't want my best friend spying on my first date. Like that's like go home, Six. Like what? <laughs> I feel like this is a nineties yeah, thing. Like, like I've seen that happen so many times on TV shows. Mm-hmm. Happened on that 70s show. But have you seen it happen in real life? I don't know. Maybe like no. <laughs> I, I love you two very much. I don't want you watching no, me while I try no, to go on a date. It's super weird. It'll be awkward for everyone. <laughs> maybe she just likes to watch. It, it does make for that comedic moment where six answers for Blossom and Blossom has to come up with. I learned how to throw my voice at, at yeah. uh, <laughs> girl guides and makes this really dark joke about how she got a, a badge for resembling resembling Sylvia Plath. <laughs> <laughs> right and yeah, that was dark like what person that should be that age watching that show is going to understand that reference <laughs> should we say what that <laughs> reference is just in case so sylvia plath was uh, a poet i believe who yep. who committed suicide yeah yeah by very specifically putting her head in an oven yes <laughs> yeah uh so then william asked blossom to go steady she goes to say yes, but no comes out of her mouth instead. And William takes it really well. He's just like, oh, okay, guess I should go. See you later. And like takes off. I will say Mayim's acting on that was so good. Like that moment of silence where you can see on her face, her being super excited and then thinking about her parents. Like you can see the whole thought process just for an actor that young. I thought that was really impressive. And also like the, like the surprise that she said, no, like, I don't think, you know, like yeah. she, she's like, yeah, I'm going to say yes. And then no comes out and she's kind of surprised at herself. And mm-hmm. yeah, seeing all that on her face is fantastic. Yeah. I was impressed by that. So I, I'm excited to see as she gets older, how those moments like that are going to yeah. mm-hmm. get better. So then we have our first scene with Anthony. It's the middle of the night blossom goes downstairs and Anthony's in the kitchen. He does this super cool Indiana Jones move where he he swaps the coffee pot for a mug. <laughs> Brilliant. I've done that many times. Have you? <laughs> yes. Let's be honest. I don't even I never even took it from this. I just did that with many things. Do you have the same reaction? You go, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> nice. Anytime yeah. I copy Indiana Jones, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. When I grab a hat that's uh fallen out of a door. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Blossom walks in. She's kind of unsure if she should be there because she knows they're supposed to be like giving Anthony a space. He says one of my favorite lines. You're my favorite person in the entire kitchen. (laughs) 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 She's the only person in the entire kitchen. And they have a little conversation about what happened to Anthony and him getting clean. And she tells Anthony that she's she's worried about her parents. And Anthony does what 
he should. And he's like, it's not your problem. You can't like, you're not the cause of this. You can't solve it. You need to like, let them deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to see like what Anthony becomes. Cause I don't know, again, having never seen this before, my initial reaction to him was, I don't know if they're trying to play him normal, dumb or like dumb because of drugs. Cause he gets these little moments of, brilliant I, I don't think he's dumb like in this in this scene he's way more depressed than he is in any yeah. of the other episodes like he's just mm-hmm. okay it, it seems like he's depressed because he's going through withdrawal is what mm-hmm. it, it sort of the scene is yeah because he has these stupid moments but like or lines that should have sounded dumb like he says when she's like oh you're looking good and he's like well i'm thinking good looking thoughts and i was like that's charming. That's actually a really deep thing to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't think it's dumb. I think he like he's trying to be funny. Like I saw it as him just being really mm-hmm. quick witted and like having these really okay. good off the cuff responses. Um, I think we'll see yeah. a bit in the next episode once the mm-hmm. mom is gone that he kind of takes on a little bit more of a parenting role. Right. But this this episode, I think it's a good introduction to him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he does change slightly, but I think it's a really good introduction to him here. Okay. He talks about, he explains that he's a rain dog. Um, and I thought that was a really neat metaphor. So mm-hmm. to explain it a little bit, for those of you who haven't watched this episode, he explains that these dogs will go out into the desert and they'll mark their, their scent along the way, but then it rains and their, their trail is gone and they can't find their way home. So he's, he's trying to find his way home, um, which I think is really sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a nice little moment. Also, he references Tom Waits, which like... Prime drug <laughs> reference. Talking about yep. a Tom Waits song. <laughs> um, so then Blossom's parents come home from their meeting and they're super lovey-dovey and Blossom is now more confused than ever. Um, so the next morning she comes downstairs. They're again, they're dancing in the kitchen being super lovey-dovey and she finally does what she should have done in the first place, which is said, hey, I heard you fighting. I'm scared you're going to get a divorce. What's going on? So they explain all parents fight. It was just a fight. And we were just doing our wills because that's something you got to do. Why are they lovey-dovey after doing their wills? (laughs) Like that is one of the most depressing (laughs) things that I have to think about right now. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I think the three of us are all kind of, whether we have children or not, getting to the age where it's like we should probably do wills. That's an adult thing to do. And we're all adults. The last year we've been trying to make our will. And I'm just like, uh. Yeah, I've been putting it off. Yeah, and kids are not like all three of us have mm-hmm. spouses, and I'm not like, ooh, I'm gonna get. I, I love you so much for all the money <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna get out of this situation. Like, you can have all my <laughs> Star Wars characters. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's. Oh yeah, there doesn't seem to be any connection between yeah them doing their wills and like the fight no. being over. This whole explanation made me so frustrated because whether or not parents fight sometimes and then they get over it if you go back to that initial fight if i were watching that not even as a 13 year old if i were watching that now i'd be like oh damn because they end the fight saying i don't even know why we're married anymore this isn't Mm -hmm. even worth it like but legit though she had a reason to believe that this could be happening and then they kind of just blow it off and be like you stupid kid (laughs) Of course not. What's wrong with you? Yeah, it's it's not just the like regular fight. Like it's a pretty serious fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and also like 
them just being like, oh, all parents fight and we are doing our wills. Like nothing happened in this episode. Like there was no growth from like point A to point B. And like mustache daddy's like, well, some things are none of your business. If you have that kind of a fight in the family living room, you literally just made it everybody's business. And also if we're going to talk about hooker macaroni, we can talk about our parents fighting. Like, (laughs) right. Yeah. Just the way they blew it off was so infuriating. (laughs) So then we end as we start with Blossom doing a video diary, explains her parents Mm -hmm. are staying together. Uh, William moved on to big boobed Lorraine and uh, Blossom (laughs) kind of acknowledges that she's still a kid growing up and she's going to learn things as she goes. And that is the end of the pilot episode. Uh, So now we're going to move on to the outfit of the week. Uh, So Jen, do you want to go first with your pick for outfit of the week? This is going to be real tough every single week. I think there there were some freaking doozies in here. You know what? Special mention. I didn't like it, but respect for that giant ass flower brooch that um, Blossom is wearing at the yep. end of the episode. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't like it. But girl, you have confidence. Mm-hmm. Go for it. No, my favorite outfit, I think, is our first introduction. <laughs> Good old introductions. Yeah. <sighs> Our first introduction to Six is in the kitchen, and she is just wearing the most chef's kiss on point 90s patterning. And so it's a collared button up T-shirt in a very popular color blocking type thing that was very, very popular back then. Like your little pocket was a different color than your sleeve and one lapel. There was what appeared to be a moon graphic on it i tried to zoom in i couldn't make out what the hell it was it looked like little moons and she was wearing a denim fringe skirt like acid wash denim oh hell yeah and like those tall but Mm -hmm. slouchy boots it was just it was god i love six so much and then i knew i loved six (laughs) six reminds me of me literally around that age where I started to realize what fashion was, but I didn't know what to do with it yet. So I just did all of it, all of it. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I felt very close to her in that moment. Awesome. Eric. Uh, I was actually going to pick that costume too, because it reminded me of six and how much I love six. And it's such, it's such a good representation of her. (laughs) Even after the pilot, it's just, that's her throughout the whole show. And I love Mm -hmm. six. I'm going to keep saying that every episode. (laughs) So I actually chose a different outfit of the week and I'm going to say that it's Anthony's outfit and I will tell you why. So when he stands up Mm. and he's doing the speech about the the rain dog, he stands up and he is wearing, when I tell you he's wearing the weirdest jeans I've ever seen, the entire butt is just slashed. I don't know if either of you noticed that, but the entire like butt part of his jeans is just like, like Freddy Krueger slashed. (laughs) Yeah, so that that was it. That was that was the style back then. And I just thought they were so weird and funny. So, and I figured that one of you would go for Six's outfit. So I was like, I'm going to choose something different. So I went. It's you know me, girl. (laughs) I'm always going to go for Six's outfit. I wanted jeans like that. Like to be honest, like when I was in the '90s, like the early '90s, just like like, here's my boxers through my here's everything. Like like you, and then you have your tied um, plaid shirt around your waist. Like it's totally. Mm -hmm. I had his green shirt. Like I probably, (laughs) if I looked in my closet, I probably still have a version of that shirt. So I am now looking at these jeans, and what is awkward about it? I'm all for like 
a hole in the booty mm. over the pocket or whatever. It is like right They're in the They're entirely crack. slashed. Entirely slashed. Oh, yeah. He's full crotching it. I'm going to try and get a screenshot of this and put it on our Instagram, um, as well as yes. Six's outfit and some other scenes from the yeah. Chase episode. So next, let's just talk about what we think the lesson of the week is. So my I decided that I thought it was like talk to your parents like don't don't let yourself spiral Mm. down these holes you can talk to your parents um and also it's okay to like live on your own timeline and not grow too fast um with the whole boyfriend thing like she realized she wasn't ready and she said no and that was fine there you know you don't have to have a boyfriend because everybody else does yeah it's it's definitely communication in this one right yeah because none of this would have Mm -hmm. happened if they had just sat down and talked about especially how whole like how open they are at dinner in general and it looks like joe uh, donnie and uh blossom had mm-hmm. an open enough like dialogue between the siblings like it felt yeah. like that mm-hmm. whole thing could have just been resolved way earlier in the episode mm-hmm. and she mm-hmm. tried to talk to her dad but it just like it didn't she couldn't work. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so mine i i actually i had trouble like communication was an obvious one but i actually pulled an Anthony line for it, which is the, we all need to make yeah. our own mistakes. And I know that's a very, very broad sort of lesson. It's a good but lesson though. I don't know. I just thought the line was super insightful. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're going to end with um, giving our score of the episode and it's going to be out of five flowered hats. Um, so I gave this mm-hmm. show, this episode, a two out of five because I it's not representative of the series. However, there are a few things like Blossom's sense of humor, Anthony's quick wittedness. Uh, there are a few things that I think carry over and they're obviously the best parts of it. But yeah, so two out of five flowered hats. For me, I picked three because of Anthony's scene, which mm-hmm. I loved. I, yeah. I, he's still mm-hmm. like... He's still one of my favorite characters in the show. Everything Six does and <laughs> and uh, oh God, Joey being Donnie, that just made my day. Like that, <laughs> that whole new kid thing that passed through my head when it happened. I was like, yeah, yeah, this is going to be a three. <laughs> I, I started off liking it more and then I did a couple of rewatches for notes and whatnot. So I think I would have started at a four and I think now I'm down to like a three, maybe a three and a half just for the use of hookah yeah. macaroni. Yeah. Like it's passable. Yeah. But otherwise I'm like sitting on yeah. a solid three, but I also don't. Because of the hooker macaroni. Because yeah. of the yeah. macaroni. Now, once we get through the series and if I ever watch this again, that could be very yeah. different. It's interesting watching it like after watching the real show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that is the pilot episode of Blossom. Our next episode, this is a two-part premiere, so we're going to have the other one up in your feed right now. We're doing season one, episode one, called Blossom Blossoms. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Whoa. Thanks for listening to In My Opinionation. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at IamOpinionation, our website at IamOpinionation.com, or email us at OpinionationPod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your opinionation about this or any future episodes. New episodes come out every Tuesday. Thanks again for listening, and until next week, the sun is going to surely shine.